This podcast recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studio. And we are back for another week of the SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. Around the table today, we have Urban Fly Company's Mark Burns, big man on the board, Chris Sims. Uh, Jim Franklin is in New York. Uh, he is at a fine Ontario tributary. Seems to be catching some big ones, too, so we're going to get in touch with him in a little bit. Uh, I'm your host, Jay Thompson, and uh, we'll be talking about a lot of stuff tonight. We're going to hit up on some beast talk, our recap. Uh, we're going to do a tying night. Mark caught some fish, guided for uh, had a guided trip. Um, <clears throat> we're going to be talking about all the good stuff of the beast, you know, the food, the festivities, and the fishing. Uh, we're going to call Jim. He's going to give us a little hint on what he did there up in uh, up north and uh, his point of view from uh, netting a fish for Derek. So uh, we're, I had my Disney vacation. I'll go over that a little bit. Got to see one big bass, so that was cool. Uh, and uh, my upcoming trip to Niagara. Uh, b- before we get to everything, who sponsors the show, Mark? We've got Sims Fishing. Check them out, simsfishing.com. A-Rex hooks, fresh and salt water. We've got Cortland Lines, time of the year for the Pike Muskie Lines. Check them out. And Yeti, built for the wild. Friends of the show, we have Ryan Evans at Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis, Down to Earth Wealth Management, Tom Shank, Chippewa River Custom Rods, our buddies over at Muskie Fool, and as always, our friends at the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. So who put uh, on a who put on a heck of a show? That was a great, great, great beast this year. It was a good beast. I I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and uh, I was I felt great every morning, which yeah, that's a that's a pretty big deal, <laughs> and a first for me at the beast. That was probably the least amount of alcohol consumed at camp in any year yeah. that I can well, recall. Maybe except for the young guns. Maybe. I don't know. We were in bed by then. Yeah. Or at least yeah. I was. <laughs> I don't know. Every night that they showed up, I was already in bed. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I slept e- for like 12 hours one night. I didn't yeah, even know. Did. Torg the <laughs> next day was like, oh, yeah, we were here last night. Went, you were? He's like, oh, yeah, we were cool. Oh, okay. I had no idea. Had you not said a word, I had never even known they were there. I think it was the rain. Second it, night, definitely. Yeah, the second. It, it rained the first night, too, but not. Not nearly as bad. Well, the second night, it all of a sudden hit out of nowhere, and we all went to disperse, and you had, like, three people under a tent, and you had, like, four of us huddled around, had the little Coleman thing going, and then you guys went straight into the camper and cuddled. Yeah. Well, it was, we were just sitting around the fire, and it it was nice out. Like, and I looked, and I looked at my phone just (laughs) to check out tomorrow's weather, and I looked at Rick, I was like, Rick, we got 10 minutes before we're going to get smashed by a storm. So we went and got all the rain gear out of the boat and everything, uh, battened everything down, and then took it into the camper. And Rick's like, all right, I'm going to go back out. I'm like, are you an idiot? Like, this is it. This is our Irish goodbye. This <laughs> this is how we get and to That was only, sleep. what, like 9.30, maybe. <laughs> it was like 9.30, maybe. 10 o'clock. And he goes, oh, yeah. So we poured ourselves a glass of bourbon, listened to the rain, and cuddled. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Do we want to go into the whole beast now? Yeah, we might as well. Yeah. We, you guys got there Wednesday, right? You, yeah. Were, yeah. you and Jimmy. I got there early Wednesday. Jimmy got there. I didn't really get there early. I got there one o'clock or two. Ate lunch. Jimmy rolled in after, and then we waited for you and rolled out to go fish for a little bit. Just kind of mess around. And what well, we got back and handful more rolled in. Yeah, Evans, Evans rolled and in. Christopherson. 
uh, PJ. PJ. PJ That's right. PJ in. came in. Yeah. So, yeah. PJ was just there for the festivities and the food. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to pre-fish, but I don't really care what we do. I'm just here for the food and fun. Awesome. Yeah. And it was good to see him. Might as well be. You know? Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Our pre-fish was short-lived. Both Wednesday and then Thursday we went out and it was kind of, we did a little bit, but not really a lot. Yeah, we didn't we didn't seem to fish too too hard. I mean, we we fished for a second, fished a couple of different spots, and but you know, yeah. But when you know you're going hard in the paint the next day for eleven hours, and the day after that you're going hard for eight hours, mm-hmm. you, you it's tough to get excited Thursday to be like I'm going to fish hard today. Well, yeah. I mean, you're kind of there looking to maybe try to pick up some kind of a pattern in them two days. You know, can I am I moving a fish on a tail? Am I moving a fish going really fast? Am I moving a fish going slow? Are they on wood? Are they on rock? So you can try to kind of pick up at least a, something. Yeah. But you also, at the same time, you don't want to really be fishing right over top of the fish that you're going to be fishing for the next day either. Right. So you're kind of like weighing your options on where you want to hit and how you want to hit and where you want to be because maybe you do go fish where you want to fish and you move a fish and you don't catch them. You're like, all right, well, I got a fish hot there. I can come back on the next day. Or you do hook them and you're like, well, he ain't there no more now. (laughs) Or or you're there for three days. You get a good idea of what's going on, and then a cold front runs through. That's exactly. And everything changes. That's been the last two years. Yeah, it was polar. I mean, we went from, what, 70? Nah, I mean, it was... No, it was 60s. 60. It was 60s. Yeah, it was mid upper 60s. It was, it was nice for Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday was just a complete change. We dropped what 20. Wednesday, I was in flip flops and shorts yeah. on the boat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, then it went to definite waders uh, by the last day. Oh, yeah, it was it was cold Saturday. I went non parachute bibs this year. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd have Chris and Rick to make fun of my bibs always. But I mean, we wore. It rained both days. It rained Friday and Saturday. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't awful. Mm-hmm. Like, but just enough where you'd put your bibs on, your jacket on, and then it quit raining. And you're like, "All right, freedom." And then it rained. Yeah, again. it never rained hard enough or enough to where it would like agitate you, where it would like soak everything down. It wasn't like that bad at all. Right. We could put a towel over the seats, and and we were fine. But uh, as fu- I mean, Thursday night we ate. We ate well. We had the, the seafood boil. That was that was awesome. And then uh, captain's meeting. And then everybody came back and we heated everything back up again. Yeah, it was a... Had, had some more food. Man, I ate a lot of uh, oysters. Uh, oh, yeah. More than I've probably consumed at once in my life, you know? Right. Like eight or so. I don't know. I was eating them for a second there. They were good. Yeah, it was awesome. And, and Rick brought... Uh, what was it, 100 little neck clams? Or, and so we put that in the boil Thursday night, and we didn't put it all in. We didn't put all the shrimp in, and we didn't put all the clams in, and we still had... Oh, we have more than enough. A ton left over. Yeah. And Some then... Good food there. I think we called it like 11 o'clock. I called it at 11 o'clock uh, Thursday night. Uh, yeah, I think it was around the same time. Yeah, and then, you know, I went to bed at 11, and I didn't know Torgi had showed up that night, so it was after eleven that that Torg rolled in Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And who yeah, young who'd, guns? Who'd we have it? Who'd we we had the? I think I went off the piss later on. They were still still there. Yeah, and I could hear them because you know the the trailers or the campers right there. So I mean, I can sleep through a hurricane, so it didn't bother me. 
but I could hear him when I got up to pee. And in you're just mesh netted in over there. Yeah, that's it. <coughs> but uh, so we had Torg and his guys there. Mine and Mark, me and Mark and Rick, and in your team. So Justin and Ryan, Jim and, and Derek uh, and Pat. You, yep. Jim, Derek, and Pat. Nope. Seventeen, seventeen. Rooster and Cortland boy. Yep. Uh, and uh, Nikki, Nikki Skaggs and his his yep. group. So uh, Friday fishing. If we're gonna go chronologically, Friday fishing was okay. Yeah, I mean, at least we didn't have the wind kicking the crap out of us that day. Yeah. That made life a little bit easier. Um, yeah, wind wasn't bad Friday. Yeah, I mean, there was fish to be moved. They weren't easy. Nothing was easy about anything uh -uh. both days. They were both just, they were tough fishing days. I don't think we really picked up on anything. No, we didn't We didn't pick up on any trends at no. all. You know, I'd like to hear what the guys who caught, you know, that one guy caught every fish. He had the he had the for he, sure. He had the hot hand, yeah. yeah. He sure had the hot hand this year. I mean, uh what like 19-inch bass. Uh Yeah, they got bycatch and he got Did he get biggest fish? He too? got biggest mm -hmm. fish. Biggest fish and they won. Yeah, and they won. And they were fishing a lot of the same area we were. Yeah, they absolutely. We were right in the same area and just I mean, we had our chances. Yep, we we did. Had our chances. I will. I will uh, put myself out there for self-flagellation. Mark hooked into a pretty nice fish. Uh, I'm gonna say upper 30s for sure. That was a weird one too because like I was stripping with you know I could say malicious intent there. I had both hands going side to side, and it was just like gone. So I went back like the rod straight in front of me and just started picking up line. And as soon as I got tight, that's when that fish's head was at the top of the water, probably about 30, 40 foot. And he just went straight sideways, like across the top of the water, just like, all right, here we go. And at that point, he was kind of like far right, like right out in front of the boat and the rods left. So I'm into him tight because as soon as I saw his head and I got tight, I like hammered him back with right hand and stripped into him. So like I knew I had him pinned pretty good. So he started digging, and I just I hit him as hard as I could at that point and just stuck it. And I was like, all right, Chris, he'll good. Let's roll. I make a couple hard strips, and I pull him right to the side of the boat at this point. I lift up. I'm like, ready? Net now. And I'm holding him there, and I'm holding him there, and I'm holding him there. And then he starts flopping at the top of the water. I'm like, Chris, net now. He's like, I'm stuck. I yell, I'm stuck. I'm fucking stuck. <sighs> and so I can imagine what Mark sees. Mark can see the net open on the side of the boat, ready to go. He pulls this fish over, and the net's just there. I mean, at this point, <laughs> like, it feels like he's been at the top of the water forever, but realistically, three to four serious net Like You could have netted him three or four times at this point. So that's like, I'm like staying there waiting, like what is going on? Like you could have netted him many times already. Yeah, and I was ready to. Yeah, and then I look and like the throttle's in his pocket gotta be kidding he like can't get even with the net extended he's not to it so i lean for him and when i lean for him the fish digs hook comes flying out so like yeah i was i was in the middle i had the net open i had it ready to go i'm ready i'm ready to pounce on this fish i took a step and apparently when i was getting the net ready my throttle instead of being up or down was straight out and it's a it's an l-shaped throttle you know like the hand grip and i take i take my step and I'm like, and I can't, 
I can't. You guys can't see me jerking on the radio, but and I yeah, can't. it's a center console, so yeah. he's stuck right in the center, and like when and I couldn't move. And the first time I'm like, oh my god, I'm stuck. Are I'm you just gonna get rid of it? The boat or the no? We we <laughs> have we have a rule now. No, the throttle. We have a rule now. Anybody sees that throttle that's not up or completely down, say move it, move it. And now you know it's it it's a it's a mistake that you have to make to never make it again. This was just the sh- the worst time to have that happen, right? And I I couldn't move. How big was the fish, Mark? I mean, it was all of, I don't know. It was upper 30s. It was somewhere, give or take, 36, 7 to 9-ish. I don't know. Yeah. Somewhere in there. I mean, it wasn't like 33, 34. It was definitely closer to 40 than it was closer to 30. Yeah. But, I mean, I I would give it probably 38 to 9. Yeah, that's what I would have said, 38 to 39. It was a solid fish. Yeah. Uh, and, And I said, I was like, look, it's, it's. It's my screw up, but it's technically not my fault. But it's my screw up. So, but I mean, uh. if you're if you're on that you're on that boat, right? It's it's Rick in the back, me in the middle, Mark up front. That fish comes unpinned. Nobody moves a muscle. We just all stood there, looking around. There's just that quiet. We're all disappointed. We're all sad. I'm, I could almost throw up. Like I am literally sick to my stomach. And then we all, we all got it out of our system. We yelled some profanities. Mark picked up his rod to cast and he made one cast and he goes, no, I'm going to sit down. I need to take care of something. And we're like, that's a good idea, Mark. So (laughs) Mark sits down, uh, mood improves. We get up and cast and that was the only fish over two feet we saw all all weekend. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm throwing at this point a triple in pink just to try to get something gaudy, just something to see. Like maybe I can get a big fish to just see something. And I'm untangling knot and jacking around, and I finally get the knot untangled, and I'm like trying to get the line in because the cast only went a quarter of the way. And I get it right up to the end of the rod tip at this point, and I look down, and there's like a 23, 4, 5-inch fish just sitting there looking at him. Nice. That's real cool. <laughs> real cool. So he, like, swims off, like, nonchalant. I don't know if he's seen me or not. So I, like, make a few more casts, and then Chris looks back, and I kind of look at him. He's like, what? I'm like, there's a fish. <laughs> it's like big. I'm like, super, super tiddler. No. But. I mean, uh, that has, that's how the day ended. It was, it was kind of fitting because it was like he was nipping at the back of it, and I had no idea because I'm sitting there trying to jack with the line and pull the line in under my arm, and he's just biting the tail of it. I'm like, that's cool. Neither Rick nor I moved a fish in those two days. It's a tough couple days. It was a t- and, and we were fishing the right areas. We were fishing the same ways. I tried, I tried everything. I tried down as deep as I can, middle column, upper column. I threw a popper for at least three hours. I mean, I still think we were working at the edge of, like, complacent fish because we've had just such a period of heat. Temperatures were the same for a while. I mean, we were still warm. We were still in the 70s water temp at that point. Yep. And it was, like, dropping to, what, like, 67 in the morning? Uh, Saturday morning, it was, like, 50. I'm talking water water temp. temp. Yeah, yeah, 67. 
because we had a big, big change Saturday in water temp too. Yeah, we had all that rain Friday night. Yep. I mean, it's, and then Fridays, it was early. We went past the one point. We were kind of just, we, we worked our way up from where we started in the morning. And we kind of made our way up and then, I don't know, made a J out around. And then at that point, we heard the guy screaming below us. We went down and Derek had put a nice fish. I think it was like a 34, uh, 33, 34. Yeah, I, 34. I think, yeah. I think 34 is the number. I think that's right. And they poked that one early. That was like, that was the first <laughs> fish we heard of being. But then, and then, and then we, we shot over, and all the fish caught Saturday or Friday were within that one and a half hour window. Yeah, they were all sh- all right in that period. Yep. But he was like right on the bank on the, that new double minnow. I made him. He said, "Make me a winner," and caught one. And then he promptly stuck it into a log shortly thereafter. Yeah, and and he see, he that would have been your chance. One other fish too, right? Friday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, Saturday. Or Saturday, I'm sorry, Saturday. Saturday, end of the day, yeah. he missed one. Yeah, that's what I thought they he said. He vertically set one. Oh, vertically yeah. Set. <laughs> the vertical set. The vertical set. <laughs> oh, I'm going to uh, give you hell till you stop. Yeah. But he did. He got one in the net. There's a good job there, buddy. That was a nice fish. Clean, pretty little fish. It was early. They popped that, and then I... His as far as I remember, they went the rest of this Friday, too. I don't think they saw another fish. Uh-uh. So, I mean, pretty much everyone from camp, you guys didn't move a fish Friday. No. Nikki and the group didn't move a fish. Uh, I think the Cortland boys moved one Friday or moved two, but didn't. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. So, all in all, from years prior, it was like, whew, camp took a whooping on Friday. Yeah. And it was it was the beginning of that pressure change, and the mm. pressure changed Friday night, Saturday morning, and Saturday morning it was just done. Yeah, we woke up Saturday morning. It was what sixties on Friday, and it was forty three or four. It ended up not being too too bad though. It didn't feel as bad. No, it, no, didn't. it didn't. But we really never got crap that day of any sort, any way around. I don't think anybody on camp on saturday other than derek we moved one fish you moved what yeah a Did little you? like a 24 well, a little tiddler yeah tiddler it was we great seeing like you guys further well, down the lake yeah that was uh <laughs> yeah. yes it, we, uh, right at that the one corner there yeah where we, where you we guys have run down guys. yeah yeah yep. right there is where we moved that and then he got a like a 16 inch 17 inch smallmouth. that was about it yeah it was for us on the second day and that was the first day nothing yeah it was it was tough but I mean, somebody's always got the juju. It always, you know, sometimes you know, it just goes around, and yep. Sometimes you find it, sometimes you don't. There, there was a, there was would have been a great bite window, when that pressure changed just before it got there. But that was like a it two was a, after. It was like two a.m. Or I mean, yeah, even I tell you what, the late into Saturday looked like it was getting, or late into Friday. I mean, yeah, into the evening. But hey, Dixon, if you're listening, uh. Friday, you should let us fish till dark. Uh, that's that's really it. That's the only rule change I I would like to see because it ends at seven six. Yeah, it's dark at like man. By the time you get yeah, at an extra hour because it's dark yeah. shortly after seven. So make yeah. it till seven. You make make it till the official sunset. You know you know you know what that's going to be a year in advance. So just say seven twenty one. The second day. No, the first day. Oh, uh, first day. Let us let us fish until dark, because 
you know, if, if we have something like that and the fish are going to feed right before that sun comes down, that, that gives us a chance to do it. And we're not the second day we got the meeting and everything. Yeah. And the raffle and the award ceremony. But Friday, it'd be cool to fish till dark. But yeah, we were ready. Uh, it's, it's funny when you come close to that wire, you know, when you've got like five minutes left and you're fishing hard. And you're like, look, if you hook a fish, somebody's got to get their video camera out to get a time stamp on it so we can prove that we caught this fish before the buzzer. Because at that point, I mean, we still knew that one fish could win and at least get you big fish. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just even like that fish. Well, we know it could have. I mean, 38 and a half was big fish. That fish could have been 39, but yeah, you never know. I mean, there was other fish lost. I mean, there was a couple other people in the lake that lost fish that day. And I mean, it wasn't, we weren't the only ones. No, this is the hardest I've fished at a beast, though. I mean, we went nonstop. And that was, this was the first year that we finished a beast. And I was literally just, I, I wasn't like, like I just started. I could have kept going all night long. And the next day, like I had not had enough. I felt like, like there was so much left on the table that year. Like I was just like, I am not satisfied at all. I don't want to stop fishing. And that's like, as soon as we got back, I was like, all right, I got to get on the water again quick. Yeah. It's just, I, it's like, I just, I felt there was so much left on the table this year. The fish weren't quite, I thought for the conditions, I mean, I, I mean yeah, we, the opportunity was there. I mean, realistically, you know, we definitely should have had one, probably could have had another, but I felt like we should have probably seen a little bit more. Yeah. I so think I, so I, you know, I was kind of like, you know, where, where did we miss? Because we were over fish. Fish got caught in the area we were at. I mean, we hooked fish there. There was two, three, four, maybe a half dozen other fish hooked or caught around that area. Yeah. But, I mean, we're all in the same boat. I mean, for the most part, a lot of the teams fishing down there were, a couple of them had one fish each, and a lot of them were like, man, we're just so close, and it just wasn't wasn't coming together. Yep. Well, there were 11 muskie total caught. Uh, Strip and Lips was the winning team. That's right. You'd posted it, yes. And then... Dark Fly Collective, they had two fish. Uh, they were in second. And then our buddies, the Slime Dogs, got third place. That's yeah, right. right when so we were eating lunch. Yeah. So yep. congratulations yeah. to Torgi and the boys, uh, Mike, and uh, I don't remember the other kid's name at this point. Kyle. Kyle. It says Kyle. it right there. Is it? Oh, there. Kyle Martin. There you go. <laughs> hey, right in front of me. Right in, uh, hold my... I mean, I did Good remember, job. but I looked over and just happened to see it <laughs> yeah, said right should've there. Should have been smarter than that. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. Hey, at least somebody that was, you know, around the camp got, got third place. So that was... And you know what? Those boys saw that fish, and I know exactly where they were at, you know, like, because they, they sat there for a while on it and, you know, tried to move the fish we, again. And We were eating lunch watching them. <laughs> yeah, that's I, right. Exactly where you guys are at. Speaking yeah. of, boy, shore lunches. Oh, oh yeah. man. Friday, we did, uh, like, chicken burrito with fresh blue cheese like vinaigrette and all the goodies in it oh that was, that was real good and then saturday the cobia sandwiches oh cobia po' boys rick my man that was yeah that was Nailed a little them. disappointed awesome. i didn't get one of those well we yeah. didn't know if you guys had enough gas to make it oh, the whole we way down we would have made it they could have dropped me off hey look at that they're getting ready to score again it's getting ready to they're getting ready to go up. Yay. Yeah, we ate we ate well. And then what Saturday wise came and the food there was good. Oh yeah, the, the food the boys on 
Friday, I, I was also, I missed out on some of the other food that we had. The boys came down and did the wings on Friday night. Oh, that's right. Oh, we right. Didn't even, no, yeah. that yeah. was Saturday. Or no, Saturday. No, that was Friday night. No, it was Friday night. Friday night, yeah. Because Jay was dead. Yeah, I was dead. Oh, you missed out on, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, them wings are just, oh man, some of the best. Oh, I don't know what happened. I got, just, yeah. just didn't really, I fell low, low under the weather there for a second. I don't know what it was. I just fell a little sick. I just lightheaded, needed some sleep, was tired. I was like, all right, well. Yeah, we saw you Friday morning, and then we saw you Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a good 12 <laughs> hours of sleep, though. <laughs> yeah. Felt a lot better. Man, Woke up good to go. Good. <laughs> so. But it was a great beast. We had a great time. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody at camp had a great time. Thanks again to the Buffalo Boys for the wings. Holy cow. Everybody wanted goodie. French fries. Oh, and the, uh, oh, those. The blue the poppers, the oh, poppers, the, poppers. The, yeah. the venison bacon yeah. poppers. Oh man, that fresh blue though. Oh. oh yeah, I like the crew that's up there now. I mean, it's just if it yeah, just keeps perfect. if it just keeps hanging right where it's at, and yep. you know, and everybody's more than welcome to come back, and it's it's a fun time. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, and we all won something in the raffle, didn't oh, we? Oh yeah, we made out on the raffle. Minus Jimmy. Jimmy's the only one, but oh, Jimmy didn't win anything. Would you get cr- you you traded Rick and ended up with what the Yeti Panga? Yeah, the Yeti Panga. So nice. I I wanted the Panga. I put most of my tickets in the Panga, and I put some in those boat boxes, and I won that Sims uh, magnetic boat box. And the right before me, Rick had won the Panga. So I'm walking back, and I say to Rick, I'm like, trade you, and he goes, Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I. He didn't give me a second to take it back or anything. He's like, I wanted that box. I'm like, I wanted that backpack, because I'd been threatening to pull the trigger on that backpack for years. Uh, so yeah, I got the backpack, and you got a, you got a boat box. Yeah, waterproof Orvis boat box. Really yep. nice. Yeah, it looked really nice. <coughs> and Jay, yeah, you won the other. <coughs> yeah, I was Sims boat man. Box. So it starts going around, and I, I put. All my tickets in just the boat boxes. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to win one of these boat boxes. And then the first one goes off. It's you, or no, it's Mark. Wins the first one. And I'm like, oh, that, that sounds about right. Mark always wins something here. And then next goes by, and there was two Sims boxes there. So, you know, you got two chances basically out of that bucket. Yep. Uh, so I thought, uh, it's guaranteed. I didn't win one of those, and Chris does. So I was pissed. <laughs> so at this point, I was like, oh, that Yeti, that Yeti boat box has got to be mine. And uh, thank gosh, I got it. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. I was lucky. Uh, it's pretty cool too. I, I the center like thing that divides it in half is a cutting board. Yeah, and yeah. you've been threatening to pull the trigger on buying one of those too. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I was. So I was like, oh man, hey, it works. It fits right underneath the seat, front seat now. Nice. Pack some stuff in there. All my it's on the trip back to P or PA here now. Nice. Nice. Florida. So. Yeah. And I won. Uh, I I put some some tickets in for the mugs and the. Not the Solar Flex, but the the bug proof Sim mm-hmm. shirts. I won both of those mugs and both of those Sim shirts. <laughs> Heck yeah! So yeah, loaded up the backpack and away we went. And we all got. I mean, Costa uh, gave everybody a hat, and then they had some more left over. So I grabbed one for my boys. And yeah, it's yeah, nice that that thing fits under your seat because this boat box doesn't. So it's like, it's a treat. But it is what it is. I tell you, after having it for. Uh, couple weeks now it's like i can live out of this thing yeah i I can't believe how much is the only thing i'm going to need to do is i'm kind of condensing everything down to two small cliff boxes and then i'm going to have the regular big cliff box for my doubles but then i can at least get the rest of my singles and crap in there and then i can 
dang near have everything in just that box and then one cliff box. From rain jackets, extra sunglasses, extra reels, leaders, all your tools I need, awesome. everything, food. It's got everything in it. Yeah, my camera bag isn't waterproof. It's water resistant, uh, but it's got a modular uh, tray that comes out with all your camera gear in it, and that slides perfectly in the Yeti backpack. Nice. So I can, on the bottom, I can put my rain gear and just drop that tray in the backpack. And Was it a Yeti backpack or a Sims backpack? Yeti. Yeti? Okay. So but you only get one of the little uh, cliffs, too. So like if you do any, like, yeah. creek treeps, you can just throw some in that, and it drops right into that backpack perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, good beast. Good yep. beast. Camp. That was great. Food one. was good. Food was good. The I'm only thing I didn't know we had to tell Dunn that we needed more beer. Oh, yeah, we I, ran out know, of beer pretty then, quickly. Then, Did they really? Yeah, and then they, we had to tell them, and they, would, they gave us more. Right. But I wish I would have known to tell him quicker. Yeah, because so. there was 45 minutes, but we didn't know. Yeah, nobody knew, so next, I I next year it. I know. Yeah. And knowing's half yeah. the battle. That's what G.I. Joe says. Yeah, <laughs> and they were, they were both IPA. No, there was an American pale ale and an Indian pale ale. Decent? They good? I, I, don't like, I don't like pale ales. So, no, but I bet the people that do like them, yes. It had alcohol in it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Worked for me. Yep. Yeah, real good time. And then sat the Sunday morning cleanup, which was awful because everything was wet and freezing cold. Mm. It's just, that was the, yeah, that was the first year that it's poured like in the, everything was just a mess. Everything was soaked. Fortunately, this year, though, we were smart and you had the, uh, the tent set up and. Yeah. Not like a tent, but one of them like. The gazebo, the waterproof. Yeah, like a gazebo. We ended up having what, three of them. Yeah. So we had plenty. Like they were all kind of like hutted together. So you can just kind of go from one to the next. And we the had next all the cooking stuff under them. Yeah, it was. It worked yeah. out good. And then the mornings, Jim and I got up. We did breakfast and a ton of food. We had a ton of breakfast food. Yeah, it was awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait for next year. I'm not wishing time away. We always say that. <laughs> but you know, it's hey, true. The segue off that, I gave away a trip. And he already booked and took last, uh, uh, was that Wednesday? Yeah, this past Wednesday. So we, uh, I tagged Jim along, so we had a shuttle. And then we're still dealing with, you know, kind of low water, unfortunately, here the last couple of days, or last, you know, and the, uh, right after that, we got water. And uh, we're floating through and kind of like running like situation where you see bottom, and then there's like a little bit of a divot. And sure enough, don't we come up onto where it's like you see bottom and then it disappears, and then Jim has one come shooting out right at the edge of the rocks, swipe at it, miss. The guy that won a trip ended up getting a pike, and it was a nice day. It was a good day to be out, but yeah, we just didn't have any water. We had I mean, no water. I mean, we've in as as nice as it is to have clear water when you're dealing with a situation and aren't used to clear water, it makes things tough. Yeah. It really does. So, I mean, you just got to Did you guys switch to fluoro? I ran some. Yeah. Did run some. Try to, I mean, everything. And, I mean, just a lot of the areas that, I mean, obviously nowhere muskier are at. We, we sat and worked really well and tried to figure out what you could and just see if they're down there just, you know, hanging and hiding. But it was a quiet day all around, though. I mean, it wasn't one of them days where, like, nothing was moving. You saw, like, no animals, like, very little bird chirping. It was just... Then shortly after, we had that pressure system change come through and started things up a little bit. But yeah, we, we finally got some rain. 
and the ground was saturated from the previous rain, so this one actually affected the rivers and creeks and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that first fine. one we got ground sucked it up, and it that was much needed, and it really didn't do a whole lot. And that's kind of where this was. It, it brought up that day like oh, more than double where it'd been. So it was nice. And we had even like a lot of the water we typically weren't fishing was getting back. Now it's more than doubled that. So we're gonna be yeah, we're gonna be sitting pretty. We need to fish that new stretch. But even at that, though, I mean, we're sitting there talking like we're sitting pretty now. We're still a quarter of what it was last year at this time. Absolutely. Yep. We could use more, but it's it. hopefully it comes. Yeah, I'm sure. All in time. If we can get some something just to, like, just to keep that ground saturated, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you say we take a quick break uh, and then give Jim Bodini a call and see how life on the road is for him? Sounds good. Cool, cool. Hey, so we got Jim on the line. Uh Good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, yeah, what's going on? We want to uh, we want to definitely get into a little bit of. We'll go over your uh, per point of view of Derek's fish, and you know your little the weekend that you guys had fishing uh, at the Beast, and then we'll talk a little bit about what you've been doing right now while you're not here. Right. <laughs> while I'm not there, well, uh, we'll go into the Beast. So as uh, as I'm sure everybody's already heard, you know we talked the Beast up pretty good. Um, it's always a great time. We always look forward to it every single year, but, uh, it finally happened. And, uh, I always reference the beast as like, uh, like Christmas morning, you know, you have all that anticipation for it. And then, you know, once it's over, you're disappointed. And then there's a mess to clean up. So we, uh, we, we got there, you know, rolled into camp. I got a little in there a little bit earlier, uh, the pre-fish with Mark, I brought my boat to work and then, uh, Left from there, drove all the way out to camp to meet you guys. So get to camp, and uh, me and Mark are just hanging out. And then he just looks at me and goes, hey, you want to go fish? So sure. We went, you know, uh, went and did a little bit of fishing. Tried to, you know, get a little bit of insight as to what was going to be, you know, what to look forward to for the tournament. Then, uh, Jay, you pre-fished with us that day too, didn't you? I was there, bro. Yeah, yeah, I knew you fished one of them days. We fished a lot that week. But uh, we went and cruised around, you know, trying to battle a little bit of the heat that we had leading up into the tournament. And then, uh, you know, day before tournament, you know, everybody's rolling into camp, and Derek shows up. He was my teammate. You know, great time in camp with everybody as always. Food was awesome. Sims, you are the boil man. You got that down to a science, my guy. Thank you. Yeah, it, it went off without a hitch this year. It's... Yeah, PJ even said that's the only reason he was there was for the boil. <laughs> so uh, rolling into the tournament, you know, we go through the captain's meeting, you know, get all that stuff, you know, knocked out of the way. So back at camp, wake up that morning, we, you know, we get out and, you know, we're right behind you guys. You guys get loaded up and launched out and then we start fishing into it. So we fished all morning. Uh you know, going into probably like that 10 o'clock, you know, 11 o'clock time frame. And, you know, we just happened to be coming around this cutout next to all these logs. And there was one particular stone. And Derek was just so fixated on this stone for the couple passes that we made at it. And the second pass up through there, all I hear is I'm messing with something in the boat. And all I hear is strip, strip, musky. And then I looked over at Derek and I was like, that was a trout set. <laughs> And he, all I hear back screaming in rebuttal is, I know, I know. 
So we ended up fighting that fish and everything. I got that one on GoPro. So I had boat side, you know, jumping and flailing all around trying to get to the net. So he ends up getting that fish over to me. I, I net it. And that fish was just uh, right around 34 inches. So, I mean, solid fish, really clean, really healthy. I mean, didn't really look like that fish had a mark on it. its face wasn't all messed up. So, I mean, you could tell that that fish was living a good life. And uh, then right around that, that time, big. you guys, yeah, yeah, not that particular. Well, you know, he, he was let go. So, I mean, it could have been worse for him. Sure, sure. So we, we ended up releasing that fish as you guys came around, you know, do the old celebratory, you know, SVS style. And uh, we kept fishing and fishing, and that was where the fun stopped for a couple hours. <laughs> so, you know, it wouldn't be musky fishing if, you know, they didn't make you work for it. So shortly after that, uh, we're working back down, you know, into the corner where we just came from. And Derek missed a really nice fish. Now, I won't give Derek too much crap for it because, I mean, I already beat him up on my boat as it is. But uh, he, he did his little uh, his trout trick again. <laughs> and but, you know, I'll give him I'll give him the slack because that fish really for, you know, for the temperatures that we had going into that. I mean, that fish really shouldn't have been there. I mean, that fish was sitting in less than eight inches of water just sitting in the weeds. And I think it more or less surprised Derek than anything because, I mean, it surprised me. I wasn't expecting to see, you know, a fish bowl on his fly, you know, in that kind of water. But fish, you know, missed it, kept going on, and never seen him again. And that was all of the action that we had for day one. And then day two was just nonstop battling wind. So we had all of that wind pushing in, you know, on that section of the lake that we were fishing. And it was really, really hard to control it with the trolling motor just because I'll be the first to say it. You know, my trolling motor setup that I have on my boat, it's not necessarily the best for the size of the boat that I have. I do need to size up for one more, which that's something I'm going to look into doing next year. But uh, we were just battling wind and battling wind. And, you know, my teammates, they're trying their best to, you know, drive the trolling motor while I'm fishing. And then after a while, I just, I felt my inner Mark Burns kick on. And uh, at that point, I just kind of took over the trolling motor to save my lower unit. Uh, we almost wrecked a couple times in the wind. Just, you know, getting all turned around with the trolling motor and everything with somebody standing on the bow of the boat. You can't necessarily see that head all the time with the remote. But, you know, a, after all my cussing. That is so stupid that they haven't figured out a way to put a directional marker on your remote to tell you yeah. which way the head is pointed. Yeah, you know, that would be an awesome way. feature. Minn Kota, if you're listening, you need to step up your game, pal. I'm, and... So when somebody's running the trolling motor and I'm standing in front of it, I expect them not to be able to see it. But even when yeah. Mark's up front, uh, you can't see it. I mean, you have no idea which way that thing's facing. Yeah, you really got to kind of pay attention to which way you're correcting and overcorrecting and where that head's at at all times, especially if you're going to have somebody on the front of the boat. It's just, you know, fishing in those kind of situations where, you know, we're going, you know, in varying depths. I mean, it's not like we were just running, you know, nine to 10 foot the whole time. It goes nine, 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 and then shoots up to four. So, I mean, you never really know in that little, that little bend down there, what exactly you're going to come up to, especially with, you know, timber moving around, things like that. You don't know what would happen, you know, the year prior to where, where everything moved with the water, whenever it did come up. 
So, I mean, it's a little bit of a learning curve for, for everybody running a trolling motor with a remote. But, boy, I got to tell you, my teammates, they, uh, they got so, coached so very you sternly. Saying, you keep saying your teammates, and we actually haven't mentioned our buddy Pat Lombardo. You know, first Pat time Lombardo. at the camp this year. Yeah. I think he had a great time. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to be back next year, I would imagine. I mean, our, he hadn't been up there at all yet and uh, yeah. fished with him for years. And, like, come up to camp, man. It's it's, it's fun. It's a good time. So. Yeah. Yeah, Derek and Pat were great to have on the boat. I enjoyed, you know, having both of them on there. It had a bunch of laughs. I love Pat's, you know, random one-liners that he shoots off every 30 minutes, and you just kind of look at him like, where in the hell did that come from? <laughs> it's always, yeah, I mean, he just, like, some of the stuff he says, it's like your jaw drops. You're like, wow, where, where did that come from? Like, how do you think of this stuff, Pat? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's so why we love him. Right. Yeah, it's a great time. Uh we ended up getting that one fish and missed the other one. At least no, nobody on my boat got caught on any throttles. We talked so, about that. Thank yeah, you. I'm Jim. sure you did. Yep. That but was, then uh, other than that, other than that, man, I mean, the camaraderie was great. I mean, the, the whole organization and the way they had everything set up, you know, from start to finish was awesome as well. And I mean, the, just the the time spent with everybody and getting to see everybody and being in camp and all of the great food it's just i can't wait till the next one yeah same here and uh i might win that the the painting next year boy i got yeah. i got so mad at dixon you know <laughs> the bidding's going and I, and the bidding's getting up there and i'm like all right i want this painting so i start bidding on it it gets it gets to a high number and then Dixon chimes in. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, and, go home, Dixon. And then it kept going up and up and up. And I was like, I'm out. I am out. Get out, Chris. Let's go. But I think. What did that end up going for? 475, I think, I think was the final number. And who was that? That was. Corey uh, something. Corey, yeah. And, uh, well, he also. And was extremely inebriated. Dude was hammered drunk. <laughs> but he had Dan whispering in his ear, whispering in his ear, like oh, he's egging him on, egging him on. And he's like, "I'll give you a hundred bucks if you bid this up higher. I'll give you a hundred and fifty bucks if you like, bid this up higher." So that's that's what Dixon so was telling me. He had some additional income on. Yeah, it. that's so, great. So well that done, is Dan. Good, though. Nice. <laughs> and then I saw Dan driving home. Uh yeah, he was behind me the entire way until we got to Franklin, and I forgot to tell him not to drive through town. So we were stopped side by side, and I... I did, too. I went left uh, towards my house, because I go up that, that back hill, and, and we, we were talking, and he's about to turn right into Applefest, where Liberty Street is shut down one block away, so he's going to have to trailer his boat through all the back streets of Franklin lined with cars and i was like i really should have said something to him but yeah that was that was a, a great time for me as well especially with a splitting <laughs> hangover and trying to do that in the morning that was great oh that's right <laughs> yeah me and derek were up late polishing off the rest of the miller light yeah but i i really should and i was right there beside dan right right at that light i just have been like don't go that way don't go that way i'll let you cut in front of me i should have told him but I guess that's what makes me an asshole. I, I never, I never even thought of it. Though. But yeah, that's that's that would be awful to drive a truck and a boat through. Oh, 
Yeah, well, it was, it was not fun, but you know, it made <laughs> made do. Just you know, made sure it took all the turns nice and wide, and dodged all the, you know the the hipsters and their little smart cars and everything that were driving around sitting at red lights. <laughs> I laid on my horn so bad for this one chick driving a Subaru. Oh my! Every it's like every time the light would turn green, she's sitting there on her phone for 15 seconds, and I got to lay on the horn. I'd had to do it multiple times on the way out, and then. She was in my life until I got onto the freeway that night. Blew past her. One of those Franklin Seagulls. Franklin Gotta Seagulls. love them. <laughs> uh, well, so uh, anything else you want to add on the beast? Uh, no, I mean, it pretty much wraps it up. Um, I mean, if anybody listening hasn't had a chance to you know, get to experience the tournament, I strongly suggest that you hope all of the teams that were in it last year don't respond to their emails immediately whenever those invites go out because it's it'll fill up quick and i think after after this year and you know the success that the whole tournament had i really think next year it's going to be a, a one week and registration will probably be closed yeah and and they put a facebook poll out there if they should have more than 32 teams and the resounding answer was no. Yeah, even there, yeah, I, everybody we, said no. And, and the thing is, like we talked about that Wednesday with the treasure on the boat, and I was like, "Here's the main thing: where, where are you gonna? You have to have another venue because there's not enough room to fit everybody underneath that tent. So if it would have rained harder, there was not enough room. We yeah. had enough room the way that it was there. Any more people? There's no way. I mean, it was already the way. I mean, it's just you know, you're 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 yeah. out of real estate there. Mm-hmm. And you're you're going to be out of water too, you know. You get yeah. You get let let's say they open it up to fifty teams. Uh, that let's say and they split half their time between you know if we add eighteen teams, so let's just say that's nine more teams on the lake and nine more teams on the no, river. No, because then it's going to happen. Is they're going to add unnecessary water into it. That's what it's going to be. Right. So I mean, I mean, it's that's the way that it's set up in the logistics of how it is. It, it's, there's nothing wrong with it, you know. I don't. I mean, no. if it's, yeah, I think 32 is perfect. I mean, I mean it's, it's the first making, year that it's the, had that many, so you know, see how fast it goes yeah, next it's, year. It's and obviously making plenty of money. Roll with it for a little bit and see if we can figure out a way to grow from it or some way too. But I think the way that it sits right now, it's, I mean, it's a heck of a lot bigger than it's been any year prior up until. Yeah, and it's so it's not like you're capping yourself saying, oh, we can do this or that. I mean, it's growing every single year up. And, I mean, we had like a dip for one year, but. Other than that, it's, you know, it's it's grown, so it's not. And the camaraderie is there. Like, I'm starting to see people year after year after year. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and I only see them at the Beast and know mm-hmm. them from the Beast. Yeah, I sit and talk to yeah. one guy for at least a half an hour, uh, Devin Renginger. Uh, just somebody we'd just seen each other there so often and started following each other through the, all the social media no, stuff. Like, yeah, like that stream, you know, whole yeah. streamer junkies crew. Yeah. You end up seeing them yeah. there, and that's yeah. really about it. But every year we always see them there. Yeah, yeah, and we nice to talk to Dave. Dave does a great job with getting all the uh, all the stuff for the giveaways mm-hmm. and all that. And, sure uh, does. Thanks, thanks, Dave. That that's that's yeah, gotta be definitely. some hard work. Yeah, and that's the only time of the that's the only time I see Dick every year. Dick Gross. Let's be very clear about my phrasing here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was well, you were cuddling with Rick earlier too. <laughs> Rick's sitting there listening. Go wait a second. Hey, what about me? <laughs> And we ran uh, into those guys that uh, we ran into them at the boat launch and ended up BSing with them for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, wh- what's the place they own? 
That's right up there. Something wild. Pen Wild. Pen Wild, that's yeah. it. The Pen Wild guys. Yeah, it was good to talk to them and BS with them. Yeah. So, yeah yell, it, yell at Don a little bit. He yelled, you know, what, what, I, why'd you send your money to the uh, to where we had the actual banquet? Right. I sent my money to the uh, <laughs> the brewery there <laughs> on accident. Well, I didn't do it. My, my wife did it because I'm re- irresponsible enough and they would have never got it. So hey, let's uh, we're gonna move on from the beast with you. Let's talk about what you were doing just a, a little bit ago and the time you got to have. I heard you got to catch some nice big fish, and you you sent a picture of one that was a monster today. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, every year, you know, towards the end of October, I like to to make my way up the you know the tribs in Western New York and and go poke around and try for some kings and all the different salmon species that you have floating around up in those waterways. But the biggest thing that I go up there for every year is the brown trout. I mean, those fisheries up there, just the size of the brown trout are just incredible. I mean, even like that picture of the one I sent you guys today with my neighbor in the hole, he, he caught a 12 pound male brown. And I mean, that thing was just super clean, super bright. I mean, it was just an absolute gorgeous fish. I kept, uh, telling him over and over i said yeah man enjoy it now because you caught my fish i wanted that fish and i just kept busting his chops about it for a little bit you know but honestly dude everybody up there this year was really cool i mean i seen a lot of familiar faces that you know i see every other year and it it was nice to kind of be you know recognized with the group of all the people that fish up there for once i mean i've seen two or three guys that were like oh yeah you were up here last year we were talking about yada 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 and like oh yeah i remember that uh, so, so were they? Are they dirty pinners, or are you now getting recognized because you actually go up there with a fly rod and 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 do your work? Listen, I go up there with the fly rod. You know, the last two years I've taken the fly rod up there, so I'm off the I'm off the pin and kick. But no, actually, nobody, everybody up there for the most part, they're all using fly rods. But this group of guys that I went with last year, the same group that I went with this year, and they watched me just go 10 to one on their fish last year with a fly rod. So now magically everybody had a fly rod on this trip. (laughs) Good. So, I mean, I'm making a little headway. We we put away the spinning gear and the center pins and everybody started, you know, swinging flies through the current. And it was a good time. Um, I, I left from work on, Thursday after I got off work, woke up early in the morning, had to work a double. So I worked from nine to eight o'clock, drove all the way back to my house, the opposite direction that I had to go to get into New York, picked up my buddy, got all my gear. And then we turned around and drove right back out through the night. We ended up leaving at like quarter to midnight. So that put us in New York, like right around three, give us enough time to, you know, stretch the legs and everything and go check out some stuff. We went to a couple of the dams, you know, while it was still dark out and we had some time to kill just to see all the fish under the lights. And that one main dam that's up there, there had to be 3,000 fish in that pool. It was just a black cloud just swarming, just moving all over the place in that, and underneath those halogen lights. It was just incredible. I mean, to see that, you know, going into, all right, trip's about to start in a few hours. That was definitely, it got you pumped for it, seeing all the different species just it coexisting right there in that, that one little stretch of river. But, um, so fished from daylight, fished all day, ended up going back to the, to the Airbnb and, you know, cooking dinner and everything. Now, keep in mind, like, I was up the day before at, like, right around 4, 4.30, somewhere in there. 
And man, after going all day and then driving all night and then fishing all day, I felt like you could scrape me off of the ground with a spatula. I was just done. I couldn't, I was just out of it. I just, I felt completely just exhausted. I was sitting on the couch. I had crazy hair. Everybody kept asking me if I was all right. Am I all right? I just, yeah, man, I'm tired. I got a headache. I'm just ready to chill out and relax. But, uh, we got into a ton of fish on day one. Um, lot of lot of big kings on day one that the big one that i sent you guys ended up uh catching a, a big male king fresh super super fresh that fish was almost 30 pounds i mean it was just absolutely huge i'm fighting it on an eight weight because i mean don't get me wrong i'll catch a salmon but that's not what lures me there i'm looking for the things that are sitting behind the salmon so i mean i want the trout i want you know any other the atlantics and stuff that are sitting there picking off their eggs and you know, so I keep drifting behind. I'm drifting behind. I picked up a brown right off the gate in the morning. It was big, beautiful male. Caught it, but man, that that big king that I caught on that on that eight weight just he dogged me in the current. I mean, it was perfect hook. I mean, he was right in the right in the top of his mouth, and he just gave me absolutely everything. That fish refused to be landed. Are you and using was, a thingamabobber? I'm not using a bobber. No. You're just like dead drifting a, a, a just swinging. A little, I, I was running. You're swinging so my, a meth fly. Swinging a meth fly, swinging huh. uh, you know woolly buggers, jigs. Um, okay. I was throwing an olive zonker a little bit in the morning. There you go. Um, I did. I did at one point. I threw on a black clouser because there was this really big current seam that went underneath this like knuckle of a tree, and it was a pretty deep hole underneath there. I mean, it was probably four or five feet deep. I wouldn't go in it with my waders. And you kept seeing fish circle in and out of it. So I started throwing black clousers down through there, and I ended up actually hooking one brown out of there doing that. So that made me feel a little bit better. Uh, no, dude, how you have to do it. Just catch fish. I, yeah, I, I'll i do I mean, it under a big-ass thing in my bobber. I don't care. Yeah, eggs are the way. I, I don't like live bobber just because right. I mean, when, you, when you're fishing with that float, if you're trying to swing in the current, I mean, that float's going to typically want to make – your line stands straight up and down underneath the float after you start getting into the current. So that's why I don't use a float because I just like, you know, want to lay it out and just watch it swing down through the current and just watch the fish pick it up as it's swinging past their face. So it's kind of a little harder once you're drifting right up across the top of them. I mean, don't get me wrong. You still get takes and everything. I mean, we had, you know, people that were float fishing towards, you know, the end of it down next to us. And I mean, they were picking up fish, but, nowhere near the numbers that the fly guys are getting awesome but yeah ended up with uh you know baker's dozen full of browns and a couple really big kings and i think total between my whole party that i had i had seven guys with me total up on this trip i would say we probably across three days probably put close to 30 fish on the on the bank and in the net so i mean it was a good trip it was a little slower you know that we had some weather come in you know, Friday night, a lot of heavy wind and a lot of rain that came in. So it kind of muddied it up for the second day. So visibility wasn't, you know, ideal. But then it, you know, with that weather system that came through, you know, over the night, it kind of mellowed out throughout the day on Saturday. And then this morning we had a pretty good day. We finished strong. And then when that sun came out, oh, man, it was like the river lit up. Awesome. Hey. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <clears throat> Are you going to go back up? Uh, I don't know yet, you know, with, you know, wrapping up the beast and, 
doing this and everything I got going on at work. Plus, you know, my son's going to start wrestling here soon and I am going to be coaching this year. So I'm going to have a little bit of my free time consumed. And it's hunting season. Uh, and it's hunting season. That's another thing that's been on my mind. I've been trying to get all my bulk of my fishing done in October. So that way I could spend, you know, a little bit of rut time. Nice. Has any, have you, have you stuck anything yet? Buck, doe, no, I haven't pulled the trigger on one yet. So, I mean, I've been out a few times, but my main focus for the first half of the year, at least until it gets really cold, is I want to get my boy one. So he's been my, my priority lately. I mean, I've been out a few times by myself whenever we had some rain come through just because I'm not going to take my kid out in the rain. That's how you get sick. I'm dumb enough. I'll go out and sit in the rain. I got clothes for it. I could put on, you know, three parkas on him and, the minute those thermals start dropping in those woods, and once it starts getting dark, he's done. He's shaking. <laughs> that whole tree stands rattling. Yeah, I, I remember those days my myself rattling a tree stand. Yeah, we've all been there. You know, you grow older, you you know, you get a little bit of fat on the ash cheeks, and you you know, you buy some expensive clothes that keep you warm, and it tends to help a lot. Yeah, being out there, just getting used to it over the years. Uh, hey, you can uh, you uh, get on that trip there. You, I just want I just want to keep it moving along. But no, you 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 want any more yeah. any more New York talk? You get on the. No, I'm all good, man. It was a great time. A lot of fish. Definitely worth doing it if you haven't tried that trip too. I mean, it's not that close by if you live in you know Ohio, Pennsylvania. I mean, you're within you know four or five six hours of some really good fisheries. So. Absolutely. What, um, what were could, the crowds like? Just honestly, Friday was probably the worst day, you know, and I mean, starting of the weekend, it was kind of a little odd, you know, seeing the the crowd that we had on Friday, I going into that, I'm like, oh man, Saturday is going to be bad. Sunday is going to be a zoo. Yesterday was less than the first day. And today was a ghost town, which really shocked me on a Sunday. (laughs) We go and get into the hole before, you know, Wait well before daylight because if you don't get into your spot, your spot's gone. Like everybody's gonna just move right around it. So, but yeah, we got in, and even after daylight, I mean, it was just a ghost town. We had the river pretty much to ourselves until probably about eight o'clock. Nice. Heck yeah. Uh, I'm gonna gonna move us right into tying night. We have a tying night coming up. You can stick on the line, Jim. You're always at tying nights, and you know, oh yeah, we'll get you out of here in just a little bit, but uh. You know, we have a tying night coming up. The first one is Friday night. This Friday. Hey, 27th. 27th. I sent the, uh, there was a picture sent out that had all the dates on it. I know I sent it out to quite a few buddies and uh, to mention it, I know uh, Woody will be coming out more than likely. So my dad more than likely will be there. I know that. Cool. I'm I will sure not. Who else? I will not be in attendance. It is the. Trunk or treat for my children's school, and uh, I love you guys, but I only get so many years of trick or treating with my kids. Hey man, do it up! I'm gonna take them. Oh yeah, yeah. Enjoy it while you got it. Yep, I'm I'm missing a board meeting for uh, UPMC Tuesday morning because it's donuts with dad, and I'm not missing donuts with dad to <laughs> sit in a UPMC board meeting. No How offense, UPMC. I think you do great things, and I enjoy being on the board, but my kid's more important. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't get those days back. 
So yeah. yeah, I'm I'm it should be a good night. I mean it always is. It start getting ramped the up first here. First one of the year. Yeah, it will do. Uh, I gotta look and see. They're kind of like there's there because yeah. we we start running into holidays, but it's gonna be every month from there on out. But it'll kind of flip. It'll go from the end of the month to the beginning. Like once we kind of like get around Christmas, there and New Year, we'll switch to mm-hmm. beginning of January. So it'll be like end of November and probably first of January, and then. When's your show in January, Mark? I don't have one in January. Feb- uh, it's February. First week of March. First the Musky Max? No, the one over... Oh, that's in November. New Jersey? Yeah. That's in like two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. The 11th and 12th of November. That's right. Coming up quick. Yeah, that's real soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tying night is in uh, Mercer? Mercer, yeah, it'll be the same. So hit me up if you need... It's uh, 110 North Pitt Street. So. Yep, it's a good time. Always a good time. I hate to miss it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love tying I, night. How it we, is. It's great. How we get to I know Derek wait. so well, you know. I honestly, wait for it. Yeah, it's always it feels fun. like it's been forever, but it's been a while. We hmn hmm. yeah. was the last one like March, maybe. Mm, yeah, hey, last year, we yeah, April? March. We had dude. That place was filled up for them yeah. last couple. Yeah, them last couple. Were <laughs> like really I'm good. talking, well, the when we get crazy cabin fever. Yeah, uh, tying night goes from like six or seven of us to like thirty. Yeah, <laughs> there's like thirty yeah. dudes. Like, oh yeah, we're all come like January, February, March. It does. It starts yeah. getting a little. It gets busy. Yeah, and that's awesome. I love seeing everybody. It's it's a good time. Yep. And you know, if you come out, Mark's usually tying flies. There's usually a couple of us tying flies. Uh, you might learn something. You could learn something, or just come in, talk fishing, fly fishing, and have a beer. Yeah, no, that's that's the fun of it for me. Yeah, just do what I do: tie a clouser and grab a beer and call it a day. Yeah, that's what I do too. <laughs> Perfect. And then I usually get... end up taking some pictures though. And so, yeah, Derek, did Derek tie you all those meth flies, or who, wasn't it him? Yep, Derek. Uh, Derek whipped me up a bunch of meth flies, and honestly, he tied me a ton of uh, the orange ones that he he hand delivered to me the at one of our previous podcasts and. You know, I caught a couple fish on him, but I was catching more fish on the, the gold ones that he tied me from last year than anything. That was my hot fly. It was just gold with a little bit of red thread. Hmm. Nice. No flash. Just for whatever reason, that was the color that they wanted today. I'm probably assuming with that little bit of chalkiness that it, that we had from Saturday, probably just a little bit of flash with the sunlight today and that gold. It's just probably what gave it the, the eye appeal. Have you tried beads? Uh, yeah, we, uh, we fished a couple different types of beads. I mean, I was fishing, you know, small, you know, little, little bitty caramel size, you know, like Sorry, really, really <laughs> tiny ones, but no, not too much on the beads. I mean, we had one steelhead that got hooked up on a peach one towards the end of today's trip, but other than that, everybody was swinging flies for the most part. We got back on the, uh, the trip there. Uh, but Hey, um, yes. Tying night coming up here this Friday. Be awesome. Come out, have a beer, talk with the SBS guys. Um, Mark, you want to talk about your muskie real quick? Yeah, we didn't fish last week. That was right before we got that first batch of rain, so I was real low. And uh, hiked into a spot and figured first light was going to be good because I mean, we still had good temperature in the morning, and it was nice enough close to water temp. And morning was kind of like, that, you know, like I talked about last week, just dead. It was nothing, like no birds chirping, nothing flying around, nothing going on, and had a strong, it was like a couple days bef- prior to the new moon, so we had a strong um, like midday major. So I kind of moved around, did what I could, and 
didn't really have crap going on. Uh, it was probably about noon. Started to fish a lot deeper with a bulkhead. Sure enough, I had a fish come up, goes into the eight, and it was just weird. He's like, I brought the fish in deep, and he was below my fly. So when I went into the eight, he kind of like shot up at the back end of it and kind of like nipped, and I went back down. He didn't follow it into the eight. Kind of like repositioned himself. So I did it again, but went like real fast. So he like wouldn't eat it to try to get him back behind it, and he like nipped. And this time he went right back down. Right below me, turned, repositioned. I'm like, oh, you're done now. So as he's doing that, like, I'm real slow. Like, stop the fly, and I'm pulling it out to the right, like, as I'm watching him, like, shuffle. And as soon as he turns his head, I rip the fly real quick and just stop it. And he just fires up and just hammers it right there. At that point, he's, like, right in front of me. So I just hammer right back into him and put him in. And that was decent fish. I mean, 30... Two to four, give or take, somewhere in, in two, the two, picture. Two three. It looked like a, th- a three foot fish. Yeah, it was a nice fish. So I mean, eight red, red and white bulkhead. Spotted too. I don't. Yeah, I don't pretty. see many spotted muskie anymore. Real pretty. It was, it was a real pretty. Do you fish. think that repositioning thing is is just because it lives in a river, not a lake? No, I think it was because of the situation that the fish was in, and he had the ability to back himself up against the wall there. So it allowed him, like, where I was, I was, like, fishing off of a rock. So, and the rock went down deep enough that he was able to get right up against it. So his back was protected. Uh, So he was just able to go right there and then just watch it go right up above him and just keep, like, he was just going to keep doing it until he can get it. So the net, because, like, right after that, I I released that fish and made maybe three. I kind of figured out what they were doing. It was weird, but I was having to, like, sink it down deeper. And there was, again, there's virtually no water, but I'm kind of like at this point, you know, almost dragging bottom, but like working it like down through. And it was literally three casts later, brought another fish in, and it did the same exact thing. So at this point, I'm like, all right, it was smaller. And I'm like, I'm going to try something a little bit different with you. So when it like came up, as soon as it went to eat it, I pulled it real fast left and had and it like, it, was, it immediately like yuied, shot, it ate. But at that point, my arm was extended the whole way out to the left. I'm like, oh, I'm screwed now. So I kind of like flipped the rod over real quick. And then with my right arm, like set him real hard. And when I set him, I don't know whether I just set maybe a little too much. But like ripped his head back and he kind of did like a quick head shake and pulled the hook out. Hmm. So not the best scenario where to hook him at. But at least a couple fish there quick and then sat for a little while after and kept working it. And that was it. It was like that right in the middle of that peak of that major. And it was... Just as soon, just off. But yeah, awesome. It's still still great to get a fish. I mean, I haven't been out fishing since the beast. Yeah, I needed that one. Felt I'd good. To, felt good to finally put one in the net. Life's been crazy, which is good. Jay, did you get to? You did get to fish. Oh, I fished. Yes, I fished <laughs> once. Once since the beast, I think. Yeah, you know, and I I almost thought about going this morning, but the uh, it I. River didn't go up. I wanted the river to be up a little more so I can maybe catch a late season hybrid. They get some. You can get find some big ones this time of year if you get lucky. And I don't know. There's just not enough water for them. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna sleep in and take a rest day. <coughs> so, uh, but oh, go ahead. So I usually don't get to fish on Sundays because uh, we have, we go to church. So that's my trade off is. I will go to church with my wife and my sons, and she allows me to come to podcast on Sundays. So that's kind of the thing. That's well, fair trade. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, 
Well, our church, we had, we had a witch walk in Franklin this weekend. Uh, and our church waged a war against this witch walk. Oh. Huh. Uh, posted on social media, this is an abomination, this is diabolical, this is how kids turn to Satan, this and that. Call the chamber director and make her cancel it. Well, first, it's not even a chamber event. So it's run by Franklin's Retail Association. Uh, and I'm not going to go any further into this, but Claire was upset. So she's like, we're not going to go to church for a while. So we got to sleep in and I made big breakfast on the griddle for the family, pancakes and eggs and hash browns. And I, and I looked at her and I'm like, isn't this better than church? <laughs> 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 Which was the wrong thing to say, but was it? Hey. Did you go fish? Give a little to get a little. I did not. But if this becomes, uh, <laughs> hey, we're not going to church anymore, I can maybe I can get up with the sun, go fish for a couple hours, come back, make big breakfast. We always told my mom we'd at least pray on the creek. Yeah, I'm okay with that. My dad used to take me sporting clay shooting instead of going to church when I was a kid. Oh yeah, or that, or you know, we got to sit home and watch wrestling on Sunday morning. No, I mean, <laughs> and football. I mean, that was the best things ever. Yeah, but go ahead. No, but that that was it. It was, that was really the biggest time we got to spend with our dad, so we get to go we get to go shoot. Yep. And walk through the woods and I told mom, I was like, This is where I find God <laughs> is in the woods. Yeah. She's like, That's good enough for me. And I went, Yes. <laughs> See, I, yeah, it's you know, it's my you, place where you don't have to think about anything. Yep. Um Put your life in a filing cabinet. Yes, sir. Oh, that that's it. Um something like cool I saw or Chad sent us this morning. Was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that, that was really cool. Statue of Lefty Cray. He saw. Where was that? It was in Frederick, Maryland, at uh, Collar Lake at Baker Park. And I looked that up. Don't get me wrong; it's not like I just knew that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just he sent that picture. I thought it was pretty cool, so I looked up where it was at. And if you're going through there, I mean, me, I would definitely wait out there and see if I could throw my arm around them and get, get a, picture, a picture. Right? Absolutely. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, I never. I know a lot of some people. You know, if you went to the, some of his uh, events and things, you could get to meet him or whatever. I did not get to do that. Um, I did a couple times. He was, he was awesome. He was, he was very Mark Burns about your casting, though. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like this is what you're doing wrong, not because you don't know any better, but because you're dumb. So here, <laughs> you need to fix your head. And then you can fix your cast. <laughs> and those weren't his words. Those weren't exactly his words. But that's how you're like, you're right. I do know what to do. You just told me what to do. I'm not doing it. This isn't a motor, uh, a muscle memory function. This is a fix your brain. You know how to do this function. But he was, I, yeah, I've got a couple of pictures with him and my dad uh, doing casting lessons and stuff like that. It was. He was a cool guy, and he had that TV show, uh, Pirates of the Flats. Do you guys remember that? It was on ESPN for oh, yeah. a while. It was him yeah, and yeah. Tom Brokaw. Yeah, and I remember Tom Brokaw. He was a hell of a fisherman. Yeah, Yvonne Sherrod and Is Mike. there some inspiration for your Instagram handle there? That is what my Instagram handle came from, 100%. Uh, Jerry, uh, Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis was on Huey it. Lewis. Uh, Michael Keaton was yeah. on it. Keaton. Yeah. yeah, that was a great show. I enjoyed that. So if, if, if anybody's listening, it's all about bonefish. They were down in the Bahamas. 
And all these guys would take different boats out. And it was a season was like eight or ten episodes. And it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was a great show. Oh, that was, uh, yeah, when you could wake up and you had all the good f- fishing shows on ESPN, Bale Dance, all that stuff was on there. At Spanish Fly, Jose Wehebe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He My was favorite. He was best. great, yeah. And there weren't many fly fishing specific, but Jose Wehebe, like 50% of his shows were fly fishing. Yeah, that and uh, Flip had the old one for a long time. Yep. Andy Mill had one too for a bit, didn't he? He did. And then he had a, was it a documentary about tarpon fishing or was it? He had a book. He had a book, but I know he had. Uh, either a documentary or one of the short films about tarpon fishing. But it was good. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, you had Conway Bowman who did his one back in the day that was out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the goofy one from West Virginia? Oh, guy that's uh, always happy. Oh, Curtis happy, Fleming. Happy, happy, Curtis happy. Fleming. Yep, but yeah, most of that it was... was but that stuff. was even that's newer though. That's newer. Yeah, and there w- there wasn't there a really lot. wasn't anything freshwater wise other than no. There was almost unless it was bass fishing. There was no freshwater. Yeah, come to think of it all. now, yeah, I guess like the boat and like that Orvis one and all that data came a little bit after all that. Oh yeah, the Orvis one. Uh, yeah, that was like Sportsman Network stuff. That was yeah with ESPN. the dude from Canada. Uh, I can't think of his name. Him and his daughter. Uh, and this is like before the internet and all that stuff, you know. On the fly, seasons on the fly. Yeah, seasons on the fly. What? What the heck was that guy's oh, name? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I just watched that the other day too. Me too. And his daughter would go out, and her husband. Uh, damn it. Yeah, That's I okay. Forget. I forget. Uh, it's not hard to find. Go to YouTube. You can seasons find on. Yeah, it's good. He's got the the full series around there. Mm-hmm. They got a musky one. Yeah, they got a couple musky ones. Mostly yeah. lakes, though. Yeah, they did one with Bowen. That was, oh yeah, that like, was. oh god, fifteen years ago probably. I think it was two thousand eleven. Yeah, huge fly fisherman just did a day with Bowen, uh, and the musky fool guys. So he did two days. He went six days in a row, musky fishing. Uh, two days. Oh, they had the uh, what's it called that event going on? That uh, man, I'm blanking right now. Bad. Musky madness. No, or the something. guy that we had uh, on the podcast, uh, Bob White. Yeah, the artist. Mm-hmm. He puts on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do that deal where they have like a, uh, whether it's like a handful of guides that go, and then there's, yeah, he went up for that. And yeah, he was there. He was at that for two days. Fish a couple of days with Dan and them guys. Yep. Yeah, uh, Ben's a good dude. Yeah, Ben ended up uh, snagging one. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, which I am. A, I am a firm trout set aficionado. I am a firm believer that if you snag a muskie, uh, that muskie was eating. You didn't just happen to bring your fly into the back of a muskie. Not usually, no. no. I'm not saying it counts, but that that muskie was trying to eat your fly. Yeah, at some point happened. you screwed up. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so what else we got? Um, you know, we can. I could take a quick break. I have to, you know, use the old potty. So we'll uh, we'll take a quick break and be right back. To all right, so I'm going to get to it. I've been gone for a week. Uh, it was fun. It was more fun than I, I thought it was going to be uh, going into that, uh, my Disney trip with my family, uh, 14 of us. Uh, wow. Could have been a lot worse. And uh, one of my brother-in-law's friends was down there as well, lives down that area. So him and his family were around too. So 
even more people that we knew, you know, all in a group. And that can get very frustrating for a guy like me sometimes. Um, just because I'm the go guy. I'm like, I'm like walking away from the crowd. Like, I'm, everybody's way behind me already. Like, I know where <laughs> we're going. I have an objective. You know, I don't know where. It just Maybe that's just going to the creek with my dad as a kid. But I uh, tried to slow down a little going into this one. You know, got on the plane. Plane ride was great. Uh, my daughter was a little more scared of this plane ride than the last one. I think she can logistically f kind of, you know, figure out a little more what's happening in her head now. You know, and she's sitting next. We had, you know, she was sitting next to the window. So she was looking out the window a little here and there. Kind of, I think it's on the ride out. She kind of tried to, you know, not look. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard if you ever rationalize you're in a 20-ton steel box with 300 other people and you're in the air. 3,500 feet or yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> like, or 35,000 feet, whatever they say. Yeah, and it's... When you think about it, yeah, it's, there's a little bit of luggage underneath me if I think about it, and then, like, a lot of air. Yeah. That can be a little intimidating. So, me, I, I don't know. I, you know, I just got to eat it, whatever. You got to get down there. Uh, you're less, I'm more likely to get in a car crash on the way down there than you are a plane crash, right? Mm hmm Statistically, they say. Anyway, get down. It was nice. We got down real early. Chill for the day. The resort was wonderful. We stayed at the Art of Animation Resort, and... Uh, there are giants, like, you walk through this whole area that's just giant, like, sculptures of um, uh, the Lion King. Like, they have a whole pride rock. Like, it's, it's the whole night. It was, it was pretty, even, even the resort was just cool as shit. There's, like, seven pools, not really, three pools or four pools. There's a whole cars section. I know you guys have watched the movie Cars. Uh, they have every car, like... <laughs> Set up in, like, the desert. Like, you're walking through the desert, high grass. So you, like, change everything when you walk through, you know, all the different areas. It's, like, jungle here. This that was, It was something else even there. And, uh, man, I tell you what. I thought it was, like, I thought it was just going to be, like, the people and how convenient they make it for you to be at Disney was incredible. It's, like, bag storage. Boom. Yep. They just hold your bags for you as soon as you get in your room. Like, boom, everything's going to be there. You just go, go, you know, go swimming. Da, 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 da. It was, it was every, I don't think I met one person on the whole, I'm talking four days in Disney and on the resort that was a single bit of rude or mean at all. Like they were definitely about making the experience really good. That was cool. So that made it better. You know what I mean? And just, it wasn't, it was, like I said, I turned it off a little, tried not to be so serious and, and boy, I turned a kid on in me in a couple of spots and, it was a lot of fun, you know. We we first day went to Magic Kingdom, so there you go. There's all your you know trivia pictures and all that and this your, and your Mickey ears. Yeah, oh yeah, we were you know going. We wrote Red Road Space Mountain. Oh oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Oh yeah, so we'll back up a little bit. Uh, the plane ride out. I uh. I had a little problem with TSA. Oh, that I wasn't talking about. That. I was talking about the people there. But that's oh, funny. Yeah, that brought that up. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I really messed up. Yeah, you um, sent us that text, and I was like, oh boy. Yeah, so I'm. That's a big I, one. I have a red book bag, and I have taken it hunting. You know, I think I had it on because it's red. Hey, red book bag, whatever. You know, nice color. You're not gonna get shot with when you're up at camp <laughs> with all the other idiots. Um, Do you take that as your orange? No, oh, no, okay. I have oh, or, right. I have my you know my whole orange suit on too. I'm not I'm not getting shot out there. But anyway, uh, yes, I there was a thirty thirty shell in my book bag, 
and I go through TSA and I'm like live. Yes, live. Yeah, live round. Yes, not just a, not just a, a shell. Not a casing. No, not a casing. And I'm like, I'm looking, and the guy's looking at it in the in the. I could see it, you know, because they have like the picture of everything that they're scanning, and there's this thing. It looks like a lipstick case almost, like sticking out. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know. And they what? are trained. Oh, they're trained to know what it looks like. <laughs> oh yeah, apparently. And then he come, brings it down, and this he hands it to this lady. The lady comes over, you know. I'm putting my shoes back on. And I'm like, she pulls, and she's like searching in one spot. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's nothing in there. And she puts in this little tiny, I, I emptied the book bag out except for this little tiny, the littlest little opening on the back, you know. And then she opened up the zipper, reaches in there, pulls out a 30-30 shell. And I'm like, at this point, my heart. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's. I mean, his, your, I, I'm like your stomach drops. I'm, I'm going to jail right now. <laughs> I just tried to take a bullet on a plane. Uh, my wife's ready, sitting here, gonna kill me. Like, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm shitting a brick. My wife's freaking out over here. You know, my kid's like, are you going to jail? We gotta go to Disney. You know, she's freaking out and. Oh, so the the lady was really nice. She said it, everything. I said I'm so sorry. I'm, I I apologized like a thousand times. Yeah, I said you could throw that away. I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't. You know, I, I total accident. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She's like, oh, it's fine. No big deal. No big deal. I'm like, I think she's just trying to. But they had to call the cops. She says, but we have to call the police. Oh. So I'm like, oh. Well, she's like, and I said, am I gonna be charged with it? She's like, that's up to them. And when <laughs> she says that, now I'm like, oh, dude. Now I'm waiting on this police officer to walk up. You know. Meanwhile, we're like really cutting it close on our plane now because now we're sitting there forever and i was i was badgering the shit out of my wife that that on the ride down there like i don't know why you woke me up at 2 30 in the morning and blah 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 and, and i was giving her shit you know the whole way down just, just poking at her a little and we get down there and barely you know after all this crap almost missed the plane and she's like aren't you glad we woke up at 2 30 now you know, as soon as we were, before taking Set off. Set yourself up for that one. Oh, I sure you did. You really did. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm sorry. We could leave whenever you'd like from now on. So uh, the cops show up? Yeah, the cops show up. Uh, I see this cop walking down there. He seems like a nice guy. And uh, he's like, he takes the bullet. I'm like, he's like, uh, you know what? You just have to say you're going to turn this over to us and we can dispose of it. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I turn this over to you. Yes, please. D do whatever you'd like with it. I don't care what you do with it. You know, he said, like, you just got to sign this paper. And I mean, I, <laughs> I put my hand down to this paper and he could see my hand <laughs> is just shaking. I signed like, I think it was like, what it was, it, uh, 8.15 or it was like the 15th, right, of the month or whatever. I signed 8.15 instead of 10.15. I think he's like, I think it's the 10th month. And I'm like, I put a 10 in there, scribble eight out. You know, I was, oh man, was I shitting a brick. Oh, I was totally terrified. <laughs> but we but we ended up getting through. My wife at that point was like, "You're a total idiot." My daughter didn't let me live it down the whole plane ride, and throughout the trip, my dad tried sneaking a bullet on a plane. <laughs> I was like, "I wasn't trying to sneak it on there." <laughs> right, he's sitting over there. Hey, you see this guy? He's got a bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, my but. daddy's a criminal. <laughs> I was hoping not. I've never done anything wrong. I've never even been in handcuffs. I, I'm 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 a good guy, good citizen. You've never been in handcuffs? Oh, hell no. What the hell, what the hell do you think I am? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I do everything I'm right, dude. Handcuffs either. I'm, 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 hmm. a, I'm a great citizen. <laughs> I've never been <laughs> drunk in public. <laughs> None of that shit, dude. You look so surprised right now. You, <laughs> I don't have any words. Never I mean, I'm, I'm, I've always that. been an upstanding citizen. I thought, I thought everybody got handcuffed at least once when they were a teenager. 
No. Uh, no. I, I, I Why? Got, I did get thrown out of a couple places, but I don't ever think they had me in handcuffs because I was too drunk to even... S- I was laying on the ground. Oh, yeah. But mm, I got no. escorted, but I was never cuffed. I've been pointed at at gunpoint by cops before. Huh. We'll say that counts. <laughs> I was, and again, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was just leaving the cre- the river. But oh, the river. Yeah, I was leaving the river, and guns like AR-15s and shotguns at us. My dad and Jason and I. Yeah, wow. told the story in the podcast. But okay, after my TSA, uh, we got out there fine. The cop was really nice. TSA was wonderful. Did you have time to have a drink after <laughs> your? I did not escapade. Um, no, under, unfortunately, I was, you know, <laughs> he did, I was. He uh, didn't so. <laughs> I was going. I was a little on the other. <laughs> I was on a little bit a of mood changer, so that was gone right then and there. Uh huh. Yeah, that that was right out the door. But other than that, yeah, it just made me more paranoid. So it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, but Disney again. We went back and uh, we got to see the fireworks there at uh, at the Magic Kingdom. We stayed for that, and boy. Just the the way that they can do things there, holy hell! And, and the way they do it, like the like, there's a whole main street, and you, they're changing the color of the buildings beside you as the fireworks are going on. And holy hell, it was just on. It was unreal. You know, I got to ride all the cool rides. You know, we got we did the uh, the genie pass uh, three of the days. So nice. We were you just had to like schedule out your rides, and you just and you just go one, two, three, and just go right through, and you just go right to the front. It was pretty awesome. It's the way to go. If you're going to go, pay the extra 20 bucks, 25 bucks one day is like 19 another day, 20 bucks another day. It's like, yeah, I don't want to stand in a line. I'm I'm good on that. For the cost of a beer at a football game. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Case of beer. Yeah, I'd rather, yeah, we're just going fast. Yeah. So that was the way to go, especially we had a bunch of kids so who wants to stand in line with kids pestering the shit out of each other? Two brothers poking each other in the head the whole time. That gets a little. That can get a little overwhelming. So we yeah, just chose to not do move. that. Uh, what were the other good ones? The uh, the haunted mansion. That's my favorite. Was another good that one. Was we rode. Always my favorite. Yeah, we rode that one. Uh, I you know I hadn't been there since I was a kid. So my wife and I. That was more the grown up one. My my daughter rode it. My nephew got through the first like the first start of it. You know they pull you into the room and. The room kind of drops a little, like, slowly, and then there's a little, you know, he, no, as soon as the lights went out and it got all scary, he was losing it. He was, like, not leaving my sister's leg. Uh, my sister had to leave. So it was, it was a little comedic, but my, my my daughter rode through it. She was good. She thought it was fun. She doesn't really do roller coasters so much, so we had to con her on to a few of the roller coasters. Um, then we went to the uh, Animal Kingdom next, and Animal Kingdom was awesome. There was a safari ride. We got we broke down. We were in the savanna, like out there, and our and we're our our bus is actually smoking. Oh, lovely! And it stops, and so then we got to spend like ten extra minutes out in the savanna checking out all the animals. So it really, it was pretty cool. Nice. And then tow truck came out, big ass tow truck, <laughs> got everything back to going, and we kept going along. So wouldn't that be a great gig to be the tow truck driver for Disney? Oh yeah, <laughs> and all the like, all the little like rides we went on. All the people that were doing the, uh, like you know, telling you what was happening. You know, like the mm-hmm. safari, ri- like you know, driver was you know doing, just whatever, doing the hosting or whatever. And uh, they were hilarious. They were great, funny as hell. The one girl was just wonderful. She was hilarious. Like great parent jokes. 
so you were laughing and the kids were looking around at all the stuff nice good uh but that was fun this far that area was cool everest was a great ride it was a roller coaster got my kid to ride it it went frontward backward had all the it stopped you it showed you all the stuff it was it was a cool area like and they had the tree of life there i mean you went to these different places avatar was absolutely cool. insane. Cool. They had yeah. these huge structures when you walked in. Like every area had like a castle type of thing. But this was like you were in Avatar. Like the huge built like huge rocks above your head, like the, the fl- it was cool. that place was unbelievable. I have some great videos from there. Um rode a, rode the, some of the Avatar rides. It was fun. Like all the, again, all the rides are just so interactive, and it's so much different than, you know, your your typical roller coaster, your typical ride. A lot of them were like, you know, you could take your kid on. None of them you had to take your bag. You could take your bag right on with you, so nothing nothing too crazy. Right. But just the you just rode through. It wasn't like crazy fast or anything. Yeah, a lot of even the roller coasters were just so interactive that it was just that's what kind of made the experience. It's a little more of a kid oriented place though, for as far as those ones went. Went to a uh, water park the next day, and it was like one of the warmest days. So, and it was cold on for you know Orlando people standard. So the place was empty. Nice. They had the best wave pool I've ever seen. My wife and I and my kid were like, "All right, let's go out. We're gonna go way out there." This was like an eight to ten foot standing wave that they sent at you, and I mean, I oh, dude, I swear, to you, I went out there and I was right where it broke. I just get pummeled. I'm doing circles in the water. <laughs> My costas fly off. They're gone. They're somewhere in the pool at this point. I'm like, I get up. I'm like, I'm get up. There's water up my nose. You know, I'm making sure my da- I'm on top of some kid. Make sure my daughter's okay. My <laughs> wife's like, you know, halfway back the pool. And uh, so, I, I, lady, luckily, the lady right behind me, she found my costas floating around, and I got those back. So that was a good thing. Yay but, for uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah that was uh that uh, we learned our lesson and then it would switch like every two hours and it would go to like the consecutive more medium-sized waves cool but the big wave holy hell it was uh that was an unexpected surprise but it was nice being able to just <laughs> you could just go right on was it a tidal pool jay <laughs> <laughs> i think it was a tidal. i think it was a tidal river uh but the, it was great because we could just get right on the rides it was a little chilly but hey <coughs> you know right on I was just doing it. And you know what the, the craziest thing about these places is, you know, you go to a water park, okay? What is it with the women that decide that they have to wear thong bikinis to a kid's water park? Are you complaining? No, I'm not complaining, but I was complaining there. Should that? Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Wise. <laughs> what, what in the hell is that lady thinking? Now, now it's important... Uh, if they should or shouldn't be wearing one, right? <laughs> like that—that's where it makes a difference. Oh, my wife and I were talking about that too. But you know, you don't find that many like big people at Disney. That was one thing I noticed. Like, you uh, these people just know they're doing some walking. <laughs> so like, you're doing walking. You're walking a long time, a lot. So you better get your walking shoes on or get your rascal. But there were a few, but. You better start, you know, my mom was walking in advance just to get ready for walking. You know, she would take the kids just to get ready to, you're going to be hoofing it. My feet, my knees were hurting the one night. The second night, we went to this, uh, like, a special Halloween fe- festival. So we were out there till 
10:45 and we were up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Ugh. So, I mean, it was it was fun. The the Halloween festival was wonderful. I don't know if my wife did it for her or for my kid cuz she loves hocus pocus and that was all the show and you know the, uh, but there was yeah. trick or treating and I swear they they were just they were just piles of candy into these bags. <laughs> Walked out with like 6 pounds of candy. I'm like, well, "How am I going to take this on the plane?" Oh, yeah, the truck. <laughs> but and you eat it before you go. Yeah, well, the kids did, yes. Good. Uh, third day, or the next day after that, we went to uh, Hollywood Studios, which is fun because that's where Star's, Star Wars is. And, man, if I was, that's when I really kitted out. Like, I was like, oh, I drug my kid on every ride. I mean, we were, I was in, we spent most time in one place with Star Wars Land. Is that where the Transformers stuff is, too? No, that's at uh, Hollywood Studios. I think with Harry Potter and all that. There's no Transformers. Oh, okay. I think that's Universal or whatever. Universal, yeah. yeah Universal yeah, yeah. Studios. Yep. Um, but, I mean, you, man, the Star Wars thing, they had just, I mean, you could walk through, like, under these buildings, like, you were in, like, covered with, like, all the tarps, you know, above you. Like, it, if really, if everybody was dressed up like Star Wars, it felt like you were really there. They had stormtroopers walking down the road, you know, and they, people would get around them too much and keep it moving, you know, and they had all their they sayings. They sounded just like, you know, like they would in the movie. It was cool. We got to meet Chewbacca, uh, had, a, had a, you know, Sweet. like a pictures with Chewbacca. We did pictures with uh, Darth Vader. Nice. So that was freaking awesome, dude. And he was like pointing and, you know, he was doing all the sayings too while we were meeting him. I was right. totally into that. And then we got to meet uh, the uh, the one robot, BB-8. Got pictures with him, too. Uh, obviously, Mickey, Minnie, all those people. We took a really expensive lunch the one day. I think it was that day as well. All you could eat. So I gorged myself till I was ready to puke. Right, And then walked another five miles. <laughs> yeah, dude, and rode some rides. <laughs> uh, was, we, we gave it a couple, a little bit, and then we, uh, we, we made a... Uh, my nephews made the uh, lightsabers. Cool. And they're six and five. So that's like perfect age for you to get a really cool lightsaber. I mean, these things were heavy as shit. Like they were heavy, heavy. Came with these sweet bags. I mean, if that's a toy of toys, nice. like it truly was a pretty cool toy. I was like, wow. Oh, man. Now I'm thinking I should have made one of those. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I was like, damn, I should have just said my daughter's going to make one and then I'd have had it. But uh, my daughter, and I, this had to be a ploy of some sort, but she sees this droid rolling next to this girl. And she's like, man, I want one of those. And I'm like, huh, you do? Of course you do. Yeah, so <laughs> we went and made a droid, which was cool. It, it's super cool. It, the, the way the technology in it works was, was pretty, pretty stellar. And the way they did it was cool. Like, you went in, you made yourself a time, you, you, and they, they gave you, like, 15 options for personalities for the noises it makes and then you go over to a like a conveyor belt and you pick out all your parts and put them into a bin they kind of tell you what parts you need in front of you for your droid and then they take it take you over to another station and then you put your droid together right there with the lady cool it's like got screw guns and everything like nice so it was pretty cool we were, i was over there helping her put it all together and by that time and then you take it out to the pad where they have all the kids trying them and wrecking them into each other you know, got a little. I I think it's pretty. Co I I can't wait for it to get back because it's in the truck that's driving up here too. We wanted to keep it safe, so boy, I, I'm I'm ready to. She didn't let me use it at the hotel. Huh? Darn her. And those weren't free. 
No, no, yeah, they weren't free at all. No, they were pretty cool. I mean, and, uh, yeah, they weren't. It wasn't too bad. But and then, then they got you for the book bag that uh, the kid wanted to put the damn thing in the book bag, right? Mm-hmm. And the personality was like fifteen bucks too. So now you know you go from you know one twenty to whatever, and then yeah. But hey, it was worth it. Absolutely, sounds like it was totally worth. I it. I would have wanted a droid when I was that age too. Yes. So I was living through my kid a little like. Oh, we're gonna have a droid at the house. This is gonna be awesome. It's gonna drive my dog absolutely apeshit. Absolutely. I cannot wait to see this. Oh, I hopefully he doesn't eat his head. Because uh, the head actually isn't. If anybody knows who BB-8 is, if you watch any of the movies, he's the droid that rolls around on a ball and his head just hovers above his body. Yeah, in the newer three movies. Yes, and that's how that works. That's cool. It's magnetized, so his his head actually hovers on top of the ball as he's rolling around, just as a ball. I was like, "Holy shit! How the hell they do that?" I'm like, "Like on my way in, I'm like, how the fuck are they gonna do this?" You know, I was like, "Hey, made it happen." You're gonna be searching for that thing in the yard one day. <laughs> yep, internal gyroscope, some rare earth magnets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So uh, you had a good time, you and you got to uh, yeah. And the next fish. day, I did. That was Wednesday morning. Yeah, we fished it up. Uh, we got to go on a two uh, two hour uh, guided trip, and uh, for for largemouth bass, just on Disney Resort, and it was fun. It was fun getting away. Got to cast my fly rod. Uh, got to see a big bass, so nice. that was nice. It was in the tenth hour, and I think with the weather, like he said, it was changing a little. It was even cold down there. It was 55 when we woke up that morning, and it was only getting to 70. So wonderful weather for being down there. It wasn't, you know, hotter than hell and us having to sweat to death. It was the best weather, that-wise, but a little different for what they were used to and what they were used to, kind of dip down like ours did. And uh, so the fish were deep. But uh, I was was happy because Dale, my brother's father-in-law, who he wanted to go to a trip in Madison with us when we went out west together, and uh, we're together a lot, and... uh, he got to catch that fish, and he's probably the fish of the least out of all of us. So, you know, for him to get to catch that one, that it was, I was fun for me to get to see it. You know, he, That's cool. he was bent over the, I mean, that, that pole was bent over pretty good. It was like a four and a half pound large mouth, which, you know, good size. Yeah. And it was fun. So, it wasn't too bad. My favorite day of all, that was fun. And then uh, my favorite day, though, was the last day. I think the, uh, we, we got up, we, and that was Epcot. And, uh, I love Epcot. Yeah, Epcot was fun. Uh, it's if I, I was gonna take my kid to one of them, I would take it to Magic Kingdom and maybe Animal Kingdom. Uh, Hollywood Studios is fun. Hollywood Studios would be right there too with the kids because it was kind of both. I guess if you have Star Wars kids, that's where you're gonna have to go. But I would pick Epcot. Uh, there were good rides there. That Ratatouille ride had some incredible interaction type of things. Like you got swished by the. Uh, uh, like a mop and water's coming up, hitch in the face. Uh, you know, you go over and you go like underneath the, the if anybody followed that one, it's about a rat in France who cooks or work, lives in a bakery. So he's underneath the, the oven and the heat, you could feel the heat coming down from the oven. You know, that's cool. It, it was pretty like that whole thing. You go in there baking bread and they pump in like the smell of baked bread. Uh, it was just that was a pretty cool ride. They had that one set up well, and the Guardians of the Galaxy ride was just off the chain. And we t- we didn't tell my daughter we had we had to get up at seven a.m. and pre get that one too, and anybody could do it, but you had to get up and like do it right away. And it's right in the middle of of Epcot, right? Like you walk in and you see that 
Yeah, that big building. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like then they got the big sta- spaceship, and you could kind of get the uh, ball in the background of the picture too. Uh, well, so we didn't tell my daughter. This was kind of like a you know a little bit of a crazier roller coaster, and uh, just didn't let her know. Just didn't let her know. And then finally, my nephew kind of caught on, my youngest nephew, and he started absolutely losing it like he did in the last ride. And his dad just kind of made him man up at this one. Said, we're already too far. You can't go back. My daughter's like, oh, she knew what she got into, and she wasn't leaving either because I wasn't leaving, or my wife wasn't. So she wrote it, and, and when she was done, she said she loved it. Awesome. Yeah, and then we went and saw the Nemo. There was a uh, aquarium and stuff there, and then um, the, all the kids left. They went back with the grandparents, and my my brother-in-law took and sister took their kids, and it was just me and my wife and my brother-in-law's brother and his wife that have no kids. And, boy, we walked and drank. You could drink at Epcot. like Well, you could drink oh. at most of the parks. Oh, boy, can you. And <laughs> there's drinking around the world, and they have all these different countries. Did you do it? Oh, we drank it. I, I didn't drink at every one of them, but I would say at least more than half because I was staggering out of Epcot. <laughs> uh, my favorite was, and I told him I had to do it, was there's an Irish pub. And you go up, and it's just like you go into a real pub. Like, you go, and it's not a line for beer. You are just going up and fighting a crowd for beer like you would at any bar anywhere. Yeah, and it's the it's all wood inside, yep. and yeah. I got a black and tan in there. I, yep. I loved it. It was it, It's like an English or an Irish pub. It's fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then we went over to... Uh, Germany was cool, too. Germany was awesome. Yeah, we spent some time there. I know I got, oh, I can't, I got a lot of flights, found some of the beers I really liked and had those. Uh, I remember uh, <laughs> uh, we were sat on the lake for a little while, had a good talk, you know, and it was funny because uh, even with my brother-in-law's brother and I have nothing in common. He makes robots for a living. That's like his job. He designs robots, like he designed one to put uh, solar panels onto a uh, where they go, like, and then the guys just have to come screw them in. But the robot he designed made, you know, cool. He's made a bunch of different robots. We have nothing in common. He does not do any outdoors. He has he plays board games. Uh, he's just you know not my kind. I mean, not not that I mean that way because we get along very well. And I, I, he's 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 fun guy to be around. We had a good time that night. Uh, but we found that even just the people that we met through what we're doing was the commonality that we had. Right. So I said, you know, my favorite thing about fly fishing is all all the friends, all the people I've met, the places it takes me, you know, that kind of thing is way more important than the fish at this point. And he said the same. He was like, you know, the people I've met through the board games, friends I have from all over the world, da 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 this and that, you know, that makes it worth it as much as playing the board games in itself. So that was where we found our commonality. And that was cool to talk about a little too. The people he's met, you know, through people from school, you know, just that kind of thing. And uh, they really like the... uh, Japanese area, spent a little time there. Yeah, that thought was, about that sending was cool. a, thought about sending a samurai sword back to myself, but I didn't. I felt my drunk. I fought I, my drunk urges. I um, I was I was not completely hammered when I got to Japan, but I was drunk and I went in and I'm like, I can't take this on the airplane. And yeah. they're like, You don't have to worry about that. We're happy to ship it to you wherever you live. And my wife grabbed me, pulled me over to the chopsticks. She's like, Pick out three sets of chopsticks mm-hmm. instead. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> My wife talked me into some Hello Kitty stuff. So we were good to go. Oh, good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. I, I had a Mexican beer that I regretted. It wasn't that good. He's like, why in the hell are you getting beer in Mexico? Or was it Mexico? Yeah, I think it was Mexico. 
or Italy or something. It might have been Italy. Yeah, they're the same. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was it was just uh, you know I was doing the wrong things. Uh, Peroni's good. They make a, they got one yeah. good beer. Well, there Mexico has micheladas, which is which is my when I went to Mexico, this thing it actually really almost killed me. So it's clamato, it's tequila. There's some other thing they put into it and mm. beer. So it's like a tomatoy clam juice. Well, towards the end, and I, I'm drinking these every day. Towards the end of the trip, my feet are swelling up. And I'm like, why are my feet swelling up? Like, I don't have heart issues. I have diabetes. Right? Like, I have my fat man disease. I get it. So I get on the internet, uh, and it's like salt. And I'm like, I'm not eating any salt. I'm like, I'm doing really well. And I, and I look at that Clamato juice. It's like 85% salt. Like, one... One serving is like three days worth of salt. <laughs> I was like, oh, this ding, ding, is ding. it. So the lesson is sometimes salt can make your feet swell mm-hmm. for those listeners that may need to yeah. hear this. Oh, there's salt in that. Oh, yeah. you were that, I, I guess your point there. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you, I was, yeah, staggering out. Staggered out of there. Had a good time, though. Uh, all the beers were just fine. There's a Scandinavian beer that was really good. That's what I started out on with my brother's friend, or my brother-in-law's friend who was there. Uh, another good dude I've known for a long time. Uh, he was like, you got to try this beer. you got to try this beer. I'm like, all right, let's go, dude. Yeah, Epcot's super cool. Yeah, it was, so that was that was fun. A lot of walking. A little more than I wanted to even there, you know, but by the time I was drunk, I didn't feel it anymore. Did you take the gondola ride across? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. was cool. That's how we got back and forth to resort. Yeah. Oh, I mean in Epcot. Oh, no, we did not do that one. There's a uh, like a gondola that took us from the resort and then stopped, and then we had to jump on another gondola over to Epcot itself. Oh, cool. Just to, ri- you know, just to get there instead of – because the buses didn't take you there. That was the only way to get there, and then the buses shipped you everywhere else. But, yeah, man, it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. My – my uh, brother-in-law's dad got me a bottle of Buffalo Trace for helping him out with some soffit at his house. So that also helped the week go better. You know, you yeah, nice that's, little... That's good stuff. Nice it's nice and smooth, yeah. 90 proof. Nice drink in the morning to start at 6 a.m. And then you got a couple beers, you're ready to go. Feet don't hurt no more. You know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're on cloud nine. Breakfast of champions. Yep. Awesome. Well, we're, we're glad you had a good time. Yeah, it could I have mean, been it's, worse. It's expensive. It's yes. far away. It's a long time. It's a lot of working, a lot of walking, but boy, yeah, I'm, I'm was, glad you had fun. You know, worth the, like I said, the money. Oh, Jesus. That, that it was not cheap, but, uh, you know, see the look on the kid's eye. You know, my daughter loved it, so she was crying today because she wanted to go back to Disney. She Aww. loved it so much, so. It was cool. Hey, I'll do it once. I said this is doing. We're doing this once. We'll go do everything just the right way, and I'm not doing it again. Yeah, our our intent is to do it when the boys are 13, 10, and seven. Yeah, so that's the way to go. So that way they remember. Yeah, how cool dad was. Yeah, how <laughs> yeah. awesome dad is. Yeah. When they look at that, when they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna take my kid to Disney," like, "Oh man, my dad was really freaking cool." Yeah, and that <laughs> gives me six years to save for it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely take that. Uh, yeah, our next vacation, we're staying in Pennsylvania and doing the cool Pennsylvania things. Yeah, awesome. And then we're going to Canada in 2025. Musky when, fishing. Nice. When's your next uh, getaway? Oh, my next getaway, we're going to the Niagara to see Ryan Evans. Uh, can't wait to see Torgy. He just sent us a picture uh, just before we came back on this last segment of uh, 
steelhead out of the big river, out of the uh, well, that's what it's a feeder stream to the Ontario to Lake Ontario. Mm-hmm. We're gonna call it that. It's a feeder stream to Lake Ontario. I like to go fish it below the falls. It's a great time. Ryan is always up there hanging out with us and helping us out as well. As, you know, world's largest feeder stream. Yep, world's <laughs> largest feeder stream. Uh, so I, I can't wait. My dad loves this trip. Uh, Justin will be back up there. So looking forward to it. Torgi always comes down, saves the day with beers and food. And like I said, Evans is always helping us out down there. He's out there netting fish, hanging out, catching fish. You know, big team effort of just having a good time. Awesome. There's going to be a big group. We're going to stay in a house up there uh, like we did last year. Same group as last year going up. Uh, Devin, his dad, Woody, uh, Tim, and uh, their buddy, Dave. Uh, my dad's buddy, Brian's going to go back up this year. He got a uh, scooter to get him up and down the hellacious walk down to the spot. So we're just going to have to lower him down on a on a rope and I think we're good to go. Do you have a Swiss seat? Mm-hmm carabiners and stuff no who needs that Roll. he's gonna low him, lower him down there tell him sit on his butt don't ruin his waders he can walk he'll be all right all right on maybe well when you say scooter i think like this guy shouldn't be if we well if, if we if we drop him he, he had a new he got a new he got a hip replacement ah uh, so i mean you know if we drop him he's just gonna fall into the water and be gone i got to worry about him after that yeah that seems like the right thing to do yeah hopefully his truck keys aren't on him we'll have to remember that yeah but like, hey, we're going to need to hold on to your keys. Yeah, just in case you fall <laughs> off the edge here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm looking forward to it again. I got to get my uh, my white deaths and my uh, all my my stuff tied up and ready to go. And it's only a couple weeks away. I'll be there for my birthday. I think we'll be up there the 11th. So hopefully see some friends. Usually I get to see uh, Ren Doss and, uh, oh gosh, Brett's and uh, Dom up there. So... You know, hopefully they'll be around as well. It's always nice to see friends when you're there. Mike will be there. Sags will be there, I'm sure. Those boys were there quite a bit last year with clients, and I always get the spot. So they understand I'll be there earlier than everybody else. So it is what it is. For the spot. Yes, for the spot. I'll be there at like 3 a.m., like 2.30 in the morning. Like, let's get to the spot. If we got to start a fire, I'll start stripping streamers at night. Hell with it. I like doing that. That's fun. If they're if they're crashing, so hey, if we're lucky enough, it'll be one of those years where it's better than it. You know, we've had good years, we've had really hard years. You know, tough years of fishing, and hopefully, it's one of those years where you know you at least get a day or two where it's just nonstop fish. You know, and you can get them ones, and you might catch eight, ten fish, and hook thirty. You know, just it's one of those places. It's not an easy place to fight a fish. I think that's why we all like going there. Because it's, it's hard. It's hard types of fishing. You're fishing deep, fishing a uh, lot, a lot of weight. I mean, I'm, I think I'm going to maybe take a heavier rod up this year, see how that fares maybe with numbers. Uh, I'm not sure. Pro- I'd probably take a 10 weight even this year. Usually fish a 7. Wow. So <laughs> we'll see how that works. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably be able to put more stick to the fish. I don't know if it's going to drift as well or have the sensitivity that you need you know i mean you're watching a huge bobber anyway it's not like there's much sensitivity to it yeah it's not going to change anything other than how you cast and how you fight fish yeah and i think it'll change a lot how you net a fish that's that's the main difference there yeah that'll be don't have as much it's going to pull the hook out faster yeah okay that's a good good thought yeah yeah whenever you you don't have that sensitivity at the top and as much bend in it there's just just firmer 
pulling harder. Yeah. Good point. Well, we're going to take a couple rods up. We'll see what all works. And like I said, I'll still have the – I've used my six-weight switch rod as well and caught a lot on that, you know. That'd be cool. Yeah. It's it's a little light for it, but still it's a fun fight. Sweet. But, hey, on that note, shoot, we're at 151. Hey, Mark, who uh, sponsors the show? We got Yeti, Built for the Wild, Cortland Lines, A-Rex Hooks, and Sims Fishing. Friends of the show, we have Ryan Evans at Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis at Down to Earth Wealth Management, Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods. Wanted to just say thanks again for the the rod you donated for the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. That was pretty sweet. I bought a couple cards trying to win that. Nice stick. And I did not win that, so nope. maybe I'll just have to order one. Uh, Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance and our buddies over at Muskie Fool. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. We appreciate you listening. If you're not on the Facebook group, check it out. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should do that too.